Hi, my name is Mike Miller with Freedom to Roam Travel and welcome to Vacation Buzz. Here I give you updates and news in the world of travel as well as reviews and tips to make your next vacation something to brag about. Well guys, welcome to Vacation Buzz. My name is Mike Miller with Freedom to Roam Travel and I want to thank you for joining me this week as we are going to talk about Mariner of the Seas. Just recently sailed on the Mariner uh, for a five-night Western Caribbean itinerary to uh, Cozumel as well as Perfect Day at Coco Cay, and I wanted to share you share with you my experience. So let's jump in. Let's start talking about embarkation. Uh, that was a fairly easy process. Now, of course, you start with your online check-in with getting your uh, downloading the app. You do all your online check-in. You upload your vaccine card as well as uh, take a photo, set up your onboard account, all of that. And then when you get there, it does make things a lot easier. So um, I it was probably 10 minutes from the car to the uh, onto the ship. It really didn't take long. Once I got through security, went up the escalator, went ahead and uh, went up to one of the desks and actually got moved to priority check-in, which was great. Made things a lot faster. And... Um, walked right on board. Um, it was only about 1,500 passengers on board, so it was maybe a little under half full. Uh, so the capacity made it really, really nice. I just kind of feel bad because the, the, the crew are not getting as much uh, as far as tips and, and all of that. Um, but the, it made things a lot easier to, to get around and new lines and things like that. So when you get on board, one of the first things that you want to do is your uh, your muster drill. Now there is no more going to uh, waiting till three thirty, four o'clock, and they sound the alarm, and you have to go to a, a muster station. You'll get on board. You'll go to your app. There's a video you can watch. You can even watch it in your stateroom. But you go and watch the video, and then you go to your muster station, and it will tell you on your phone what your muster station is. You'll go there. You will, uh, they'll show you how to put on a life jacket. It's maybe five minutes, if that, and you're on your way for the rest of the day. Now, they do sound the alarm, and they do make an announcement later on, but it's not, it doesn't disrupt everything. The bars don't close, the restaurants don't close. It's, it's, it, it makes it very nice. So it's a fairly easy process in getting that done. Now, once on board, uh, once I've completed my muster drill, um, I was ready to go to my stateroom, but they weren't ready yet. They weren't going to be ready till two o'clock. But uh, so I went and grabbed something to eat, and then uh, went on to my stateroom around two o'clock when they uh, when they were ready. And I want to talk about my stateroom because I really like this stateroom. When I um, back maybe about a month before I left, I got a, a request from Royal Caribbean or um, you know, an email from Royal Caribbean for a Royal Up. And what that is, is you can make a bid on different categories of staterooms to upgrade your stateroom. Um, so that's what I did. I actually upgraded from a uh, Promenade View stateroom, which I really like those. I was on that in Independence, in that kind of stateroom in, on the Independence. Um, I really like it. But this was a spacious panoramic ocean view, uh, cabin 1860 on deck 12. It was great. Um, you only, I think I only paid $50 to upgrade, so it was a great deal. What basically it is, is a room that's towards the very front of the ship. It was kind of at an angle, so I was overlooking the bridge, which was kind of cool, the corner of the bridge, but I still had an ocean view. And there's these windows that go from the floor to the ceiling. I mean, just fantastic view. I really kind of noticed it when I first woke up uh, the first morning and we were pulling into Coco Cay, and you just, just this magnificent view from there. It was great. But the room itself is it feels larger than what I've been in before. You have plenty of storage. You have two big closets where you have uh, hanging and you have some shelves. Then you have a, uh, of course, you have a safe and you have a mini fridge. Of course, the mini fridge doesn't have a lot of space, but you can fit a couple drinks in there, maybe some snacks and things like that. And then you have a, uh, a vanity area where you have cabinet space, you have some shelves, 
And you also have uh, about three or four drawers, about three drawers, I think it was. Plenty of room to, to unpack, I would say comfortable for uh, two or three people. Even four people would probably be pretty comfortable. The bathroom, of course, a typical cruise cabin bathroom. You're going to have uh, uh, um, you know, plenty of storage. One of the things I really liked about this bathroom is that you had this, uh, to the left of the mirror, you had about three or four shelves and you could put uh, all your stuff in those shelves and they were kind of cubicle so they weren't like when you walk in the bathroom you're not looking at everybody's stuff so it was kind of nice to be able to kind of tuck things away where it wasn't all out uh, you know in the open so that was kind of nice so uh, it just made it look less cluttered and then of course the shower itself Royal Caribbean has shower doors so that makes it a little bit the shower is not as small um, these these showers are small. They're just going to be. Um, but I tell you, the hot water, plenty of hot water, never any issues with water pressure, um, and it made it really nice. It, it was a nice shower. So the stateroom itself was fantastic. I would definitely recommend a panoramic stateroom, uh, or excuse me, panoramic ocean view stateroom. These are actually very. These are new staterooms that were added back in 2018 when the ship was refurbished. So this is not something that, they, that uh, they've had in the past. I don't even know if they have this on other ships. They may, but I'm not positive about that. They, they might have them, but they're in different locations. I'm going to tell you, I would definitely recommend the, this stateroom for sure. So one of the things that people really want to hear about is the food on board because you do eat a lot on the ship. At least I do. Um, so I thought I, what I want to do is talk about the main dining room, the wind jammer, uh, some of the other options for food, and kind of tell you my thoughts on it. Now let's start with the main dining room. I actually ate breakfast in there one morning. That was the uh, last sea day. And then dinner I ate in there four out of the five nights. And I would say it was definitely top-notch. Normally, I don't go to the dining room every night. Um, sometimes I just go one, once or twice. But this time, I did go four out of the five nights. So I'll start with the dining room itself. When you walk in, you have this um, fantastic three-deck uh, dining room. This covers decks three, four, and five. And it is in the back of the ship. And it's absolutely amazing. You walk in, there's a huge chandelier there uh, the tables have tablecloths on them uh, which you know some cruise lines don't have tablecloths every night just on on certain nights and it was great um, my wait staff was fantastic marlin and marvin easy to remember and they did a great job they were funny they were always quick um, i don't think dinner was maybe an hour uh, which is is fairly good. A lot of times you'll have dinner for an hour and a half. My favorite meals um, had to be the uh, Caribbean jerk pork chop and the fish and chips. Those were my favorite entrees. And then I had, from favorite dessert, had to be the key lime pie. And then the uh, the top of the of the, the heap there was what's called an apple blossom a la mode. And it was this apple uh, fritter kind of thing, almost like an apple pie kind of thing uh, that looked like a flower, but it was stuffed with, you know, with apples and you got a side of ice cream and it was really good. I could have eaten a couple of those. Um, it was fantastic. So the way the menu is divided up on uh, Royal Caribbean is you'll have, basically, of course, you have your appetizers, entrees, and desserts, and then you also have a section of items that are additional charge and these are chops grill selections steaks things like that and those are 20-25 a piece if you want to upgrade to that but the main part of the menu is is divided up to where you have uh, items that are on there every night and and there's items that are on there just that night and that it's in entrees appetizers as well as desserts so you'll have, so for example, French onion soup was on there every night. So that's what I had uh, the first night. But so, you, you know, you can kind of get that variety. Or if there's something specific you like, especially like an appetizer, you can have that every night. So it works out really nicely. Now for uh, breakfast, it was great. Uh, you, I, one of the things I really um, 
was I was expecting was kind of a buffet. I think when I was on Indie, on Independence of the Seas, they actually had a buffet when you walked into the dining room and you got your food and you went and sat down or you you could sit down, I guess, and get service. But this was, you know, table service. You uh, had a menu, things like Eggs Benedict and all, you know, uh, I think Huevos Rancheros and all kinds of different things on there. I ended up getting the blueberry pancakes and I wanted a side of eggs, but they brought me eggs, uh, a mountain of bacon and sausage and uh, potatoes, and it was really good. Um, I That was one of the best breakfasts, I think. I've, definitely some of the best pancakes I've had in a long time, so they were really good. But most of the time, I did eat breakfast in the Windjammer Cafe. Now, the Windjammer is the buffet uh, that's located in the back of the ship on Deck 11, and uh, it is huge. There are tons and tons of food stations uh, to choose from. You know, for breakfast, you have your, from your continental breakfast with muffins and pastries and cereals and oatmeal. And you also have, uh, they even have grits um, to stuff like pancakes. And uh, sometimes they had waffles and, and sometimes they had um, uh, French toast. But they had eggs and they had uh, all kinds of different items like that. And they did have an omelet station. And you could even grab, you could get eggs all you wanted. If you wanted fried eggs, scrambled eggs, whatever, you could get that. So a lot of great options for for breakfast. Now for lunch in the Windjammer, um, you had, uh, it was kind of burgers, hot dogs were an option. But then you also had some of the you know, meals. I really didn't pay much attention to that. I kind of stuck with, I grabbed a hamburger for lunch uh, a couple times, and that was pretty much it. And then for dinner, uh, they have theme nights. Now, I only went in there the one night, and it was Chinese night. I had some fried rice, sweet and sour chicken, some dumplings. Uh, they had a ramen noodle bar. Uh, they had just tons and tons of options for you. It's probably one of the best buffets I've seen um, definitely better than what Carnival has to option, offer now as far as dinner goes. Uh, breakfast, I think it's pretty pretty matching, but for dinner, I think that, that, that Royal Caribbean definitely wins there. To kind of give you an idea of what uh, is going on with, with, with COVID and the Windjammer. So when you walk in, you're going to scan your card. Now, they didn't stop you if you wanted to keep going, but they, you know, they kind of encourage you to, to scan. I think the idea is to kind of keep track of how many people are in the Windjammer at one time. And of course you have the, the wash, hand wash stations, uh, several sinks with soap and everything, so it makes it nice to just stop, wash your hands, and, and move on. Um, you did have to wear a mask going in. Of course, once you sat down, you didn't have to put it on. But what they'll do is they will hand you plate as well as silverware. They are serving you. Um, there are a couple things we can kind of grab. There's a couple desserts and stuff you can grab yourself, but most of the time you're, they're going to serve you. Then you also have um, these ta- on the tables. You have these cards. Now the cards will say either cleaned, or I'm sorry, yeah, I think cleaned and sanitized, or it will say unavailable. Now what you'll do is you'll look for those ones that are clean and sanitized. If it's unavailable, that means it needs to be cleaned. They'll even come over while you're eating and turn that card over to unavailable. So if you get up, then no one uh, goes and sits at that table. And they were pretty quick about turning them around. There were some tables that were unavailable because they were trying to keep people spread out. But with only about 1,500 people on board, it was easy to spread out throughout the, the Windjammer. Uh, it, it, it's huge. There's um, there's two sides to it. Uh, well, yeah, two sides to it and then two ends to it. So there's plenty of seating, plenty of places to sit. The one thing I wish kind of they had is more outdoor seating. It's one of the things like I like on... Uh, carnival and um, is that you have that outdoor seating outside the Lido restaurant you don't really necessarily have that on on this ship uh, one of, and I'll kind of dive into a little bit of uh, the, the pool deck area you can walk out to the pool deck area but a lot of the tables were on the smoking side there were chairs and everything on the other side, but most of the time on the tables were on the smoking side, so you didn't have a whole lot of options to sit outside. That was the only thing that really uh, kind of bothered me about that, but you know that that's something very small uh, when it comes to uh, something that bothers you. <laughs> um, now, there was another option for 
food uh, out on on Lido deck is a doghouse and it was a hot dog place hot dog sausages things like that you could get uh, different toppings like coleslaw and and bean or, or chili and onions and that kind of thing um, I had a couple hot dogs there for lunch one day and it was great uh, the coleslaw was really good um, it was it, it coleslaw is really weird to me sometimes you can eat coleslaw I like it sweet if I'm just going to eat coleslaw, but putting coleslaw on a hot dog, it, it it tasted better that way. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, it changes the flavor of the of the coleslaw, and it was really good. Um, really enjoyed it. Now, uh, also on Lido Deck is of course the ice cream. Uh, you will have a uh, location where you can go and get ice cream. It's only open till about six o'clock in the evening and there is someone manning it, but it's really good. Uh, they have the different flavors. They have ice cream and then they have the frozen yogurt and you can just run up there and grab that. Now, the last option I want to talk, last thing I want to talk about as far as the food that I enjoyed was going to be the Promenade Cafe or Cafe Promenade. This is on deck five forward and this is a great location because all I had to do is come down a few flights of come down from deck 12 down to the promenade and I was out at the promenade cafe here you can get pizza you can get uh, desserts you can get little sandwiches and cookies and they're open till like three o'clock in the morning um, and the, the pizza was fantastic uh, I did have some of the desserts but I didn't have any of the little sandwiches um, but the desserts were really good I loved the cookies I would always go and grab a couple and take them to my room and have them uh, for later and they were really good. Then you also had uh, coffee, uh, tea, you had uh, hot tea, you had uh, water as far as, and lemonade. Um, so if, you're, if you need water, you know, don't go and buy, a, and they sell water by the can, don't go buy cans of water, just take your cup and go and fill it up there. You don't have to go and buy a can of water unless it's just more convenient. I just went and take my cup, especially at night. I like to have water in the cabin. So I would just go take my cup and fill it up, and I was good to go. So uh, the Promenade Cafe is a fantastic location. Now, some of the ships, they're divided up. You have Promenade Ca or Cafe Promenade, and then you also have Sorrento's for the pizza. This one is all one location. And then they also have a, a, a coffee bar where you can go and buy specialty coffees there. Um, but, you know, what I found, and I may have may be wrong on this, but from what I found, the pricing at that was the same as the Starbucks that was on board. Uh, and Starbucks had more of what I wanted as far as coffee goes, so I did go there one time and got my coffee. Actually, a couple times, got my coffee and uh, walked out on deck four to uh, watch the sunset. So that was a, a kind of a nice thing to do little secret about Starbucks get a plastic straw from there the rest of the ship old bars have paper straws but they have plastic straws so if you forget your your reusable or if you forget your straws and you don't want to use that paper straw go and grab a couple from there they'll have to give them to you they don't have them sitting on the counter but you shouldn't have a problem getting one now they do have a couple different uh, specialty, a few different re specialty ref restaurants on board. They have uh, Jamie's Italian, Chops Grill, and then of course Johnny Rockets. Now these are all um, additional charges, and so you have to um, pay for those. They, I know that both all three are open for lunch and dinner, and I didn't try any of them this time. I'd eaten at Jamie's Cafe when I toured the Harmony of the Seas, and it was fantastic, but. And I meant to go to Jamie's. I just never did go uh, for this cruise. Now, there's also some other options for food in the uh, Playmakers Sports Bar. You can go in and they have a menu of wings and, you know, kind of sports bar food. Wings, hamburgers, sliders, uh, nachos, things like that. And the prices are fairly reasonable. So something, you know, if you're looking for something, you're going to watch the game or something like that, it's a great place to go and and check that out. So that is kind of a, a rundown of the food. We're going to jump into the activities that are on board in just a moment, but right, let's check this message from Anchor. So 
So I want to talk about the activities on board. I'm going to talk, and, and what I'm going to do is talk about it in the way of uh, based on the sea day. Now this itinerary had uh, perfect day Coco Cay, then a sea day, Cozumel, and then a sea day. So you had a lot of time to really enjoy the ship and really explore. Now one of the things that I wanted to make sure I did on this ship was the sky pad. Uh, they had the sky pad, sky pad on the Independence of the Seas, but unfortunately it was closed the day I, the, the uh, cruise that I took, so I didn't get a chance to do it. Now what this is is a uh, harness, um, atta you're attached to a harness, you have two bungees attached to you, one on each side, and you jump on a trampoline, um, preferably wearing socks, uh, not, not barefoot and you put on virtual reality goggles. Now when you wear these things, you're, whatever, you, whatever you do on that trampoline, you're doing in the game. So you're jumping, and if you jump high, you're gonna jump high in the game. So it's really, it's a lot of fun. It's probably the, one of the best activities I've done while on a cruise ship. Um, there's, you know, that's on a ship. I've done a lot, a lot of cool excursions, but on a ship, this was, this was fantastic. Um, I made sure I was there at 10 a.m. when they opened because um, the one thing that, that with this is that if the wind is too high, then they have to close it. So you have to, you want to do it when you have an opportunity to do it. Uh, definitely something you want to make sure that you do. Um, and, it, you know, it only lasts about three or four minutes, but once it's over, you can obviously you can get back in line and do it again. Uh, the line was not very long. But I would imagine when it's a, when it's a full ship, uh, it might be so something you want to make some time for while you're on board. And you do have the option of doing it without the sky, without the goggles. You can do it without it. I chose to do it with it, and I didn't get a chance to do it uh, the second sea day because again, it was uh, the wind kept you from doing it. And I think they also have a choice of the of the games that you can do. So also on that uh, located in that area is going to be the basketball court. Um, I did you know participate in some shooting competitions and stuff. I'm not very good, so didn't win anything. But it was still fun to get out there and shoot around on a basketball court at sea. It is a full full size basketball court, and what they they actually play uh, soccer on there. They'll play. Uh, there were some people playing pickleball one morning. Um, a lot of activities going on uh, on that uh, on that court, so it's kind of cool to have a basketball court right there on the ship. And then as you move further back, you got all these different little um, climbing things that the kids can go up. They're netted in, and then the kids can go in it and then climb up these. They almost look like Pringles chips. And then you also have some hammocks where you can just hang out and just relax great place to go if you want to just sit and just hang out it's not a quiet place obviously because there's all kinds of activities going on um, but it's a nice place to go and uh, and relax and then you have the perfect storm water slides now these are um, two long winding water slides both of them having a clear area that overlooks the ocean a lot of fun i rode them multiple times on both sea days jumped on them went tried to go as fast as i could on e each time i went and they were a lot of fun a lot of stairs to climb but that's okay it was worth it every time the one thing i will tell you is make sure that you don't bring your phone or any kind of camera because you can't use a gopro or a phone or anything while you're on the uh on the slide they are very strict about that which is odd because <clears throat> the water park with on uh on coco k you can do that so i'm not sure what the reason behind it is but Follow the follow the safety rules when it comes to that. Then you also have the flow rider. Now everybody knows. I think most people that cruise, and especially anybody that's been a Royal Caribbean, knows about the flow rider. And it is a kind of a surf simulator. I, I think it's more like wakeboarding because of the way the water flows. But uh, you have the option of surfing, or you can boogie board, whichever one you want to do. And but the first thing you want to do is you go to this desk. You'll sign up, you'll sign a waiver, you'll get a wristband, and you can use that wristband throughout the cruise. Um, just, you know, make sure you hold, hold on to it and wear it, and that way you don't have to go back to the desk. You can just go get in line uh, whenever you want to do Flowrider. They have select times that do surfing, and then they have select times that do uh, just boogie boarding, and then they have select times that are both, so you'll have the option. 
of doing both. The one thing cool is that they actually had this, when I did it on Independence, they had it divided up. On this, this time they had it as one, so you could, you had lots of room to move around if you wanted to. I did it a couple times. I really didn't go, uh, you know, I did it, I didn't last very long. I wasn't able to get up on my knees like I wanted to, but uh, the boogie boarding was fun. And, it, you know, you think, well, you're, when you get spit off this board, when you, when you do wipe out, you think you're gonna, it's going to hurt when you hit that wall, but you don't. I mean, you fly back, you hit the wall, and you get up and you're good to go. Um, obviously, if you have back problems, things like that is something you want to consider. But for the most part, it's a, it's a very safe uh, activity for anybody. I think they do have a height requirement for the kids, but uh, kids got on there and they just went, went nuts. Now, um, one of the course, the, you know, every ship's got the main pool area, and this is going to be uh, toward the middle of the ship on Lido deck, deck 11, and you've got two big pools there, and uh, you've got live music playing. They usually had a really good band playing. Uh, they had a, I can't remember the name of it, but they were fantastic, and they played a lot of Caribbean tunes and, and you know, uh, pop culture songs songs you'd hear all the time and they it was a lot of fun to go and just sit and listen to music and hang out and um sit by the pool i don't i didn't do it very much because i don't do that very often i prefer like the adult area and i'll talk about that in a minute but um it's still a nice area to to hang out the water was a little bit too cold to get into uh, at least stay in there very long but it was all right it, it was okay now as you go towards the very front of the ship on deck 11, you have the main pool, or excuse me, the solarium. The solarium is ages 16 and up, so this is primarily for adults only. Um, in this area, you have padded chair, deck chairs. Um, there's a cover um, for part of, uh, on each side of the, of the solarium. And then you have a sunning, an area for sun, and you have a pool, and then two large, huge, huge, huge hot tubs. Uh, they could probably hold, you know, eight people very comfortably and nobody being right next to each other. So they were huge and really comfortable. The, they were really hot. Uh, the water was really hot, which is kind of, uh, which was kind of nice, especially the coming back the last day because it was a little bit cooler on the last day because we were coming back, back towards Florida and out of the Caribbean. So a little bit cool. So that water was great. Um, but you have these padded chairs, and then you have these uh, day beds, and they were like beds. You had pillows and everything. You, I would go and just lay on one of those, read for a little while, take a little bit of a nap, read for a little while, go get in the hot tub for, for some time, and it was just it was just so relaxing. It was probably the most relaxed I've been on a cruise um, in a while. Uh, it, it was... I really enjoyed it. I like the solarium on Royal Caribbean. I'm looking forward to hopefully, you know, sailing on Harmony or Oasis class and experiencing the solarium on those ships because they're much bigger, they're uh, enclosed, and uh, there's, it's just, it's got a lot more, it's got food options and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that option, you know, opportunity at some point. Um, but there's also a bar. Uh, the bar staff was great there. They would, of course, come around and bring drinks, but you could go over and get a drink, uh, pretty much anything on the menu, and really any drink that you wanted, they were pretty good. Um, I often drank a Coca Loco, uh, which I still don't know what's in it, but it was really good. Got that on the island as well, so uh, something you want to do. Now, um, I want to go back to the main pool area, uh, because at the main pool area, you do have the big screen uh, TV, and of course, they normally do movies at night, but a lot of times during this cruise, they were showing football games. I know that on Saturday and Sunday, they had football games on during the day, and then Sunday night, they had a game, and then got, even got an opportunity to watch the national championship, national fo college football championship between Alabama and Georgia on the big screen. So that was kind of a cool, kind of an interesting experience to be able to sit on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean watching, uh, watching a football game. So that was fun. But they, they'll run, they'll do different movies there. Um, you'll see announcements and things like that come up on the screen. So it was something that was added, I believe, during the 2018 refurbishment. So there is just a ton of stuff to do out on deck. Uh, you know, you, you won't, won't get bored. 
as long as the weather is good. <laughs> and the weather was, was great the entire cruise. So something you want to consider uh, when you look at Royal Caribbean is, is if you're looking for a lot to do, you're going to find that on Royal. All right, so let's go inside Mariner of the Seas and take a look and see what there is to do indoors. Uh, so most of the activities you're going to find are going to be on decks 3, 4, and 5. Now, on deck 3, you have the Royal Theater. Now, this is their main theater. You're going to go to your shows, um, welcome aboard shows. You're going to go to see your music shows. They even have Broadway-style shows sometimes. But for this cruise, they had a juggler, a comedian. They had a, kind of a performance show where the, the singing and dancing. I did go to that show. Um, I, I, I'm not a big, I don't like, like I said, I'm not a big fan of shows. I don't go to them very often, but I thought this was good. The one thing I look for if I go is the singers. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to sing, you know, current songs or you know a lot of times they'll sing ones from the 70s and 80s i wanted them, them to at least be close to the actual song sometimes you'll go to these shows and they're throwing their own little personality into it which can be okay but a lot of times what i consider good it's not there so i don't necessarily like them that much but i thought royal royal singers did a great job they also have a an orchestra and their orchestra is fantastic. It's probably about 10 or 12 guys, uh, men and women, and they are fantastic. They, you, and they were actually, they would play individually around the ship. Um, so you would see the, the, the pianist, you'd see her in the, uh, she played in the schooner bar a few times. Um, you'd see some of the guitarists, you'd see them play, him playing at the, um, barnacle and barrel the pub so depending on um where you were you might see them in different places and they also did a night where they did the big band uh in one of the lounges one of the big lounges they played big band music and i thought i went and listened to that for a little bit kind of show them i'm getting old because i enjoyed it so <laughs> anyway um but the, the royal theater is going to be where you're you'll go and see uh, those type of shows also on deck three is going to be Studio B. Now, this is the ice skating rink. Now, normally, in normal times, you would have ice skating, uh, open ice skating, and you would have, uh, they would have times where they set up light laser tag. Uh, they didn't have any of that um, because of COVID. So they didn't, they didn't have those programs going. But what they did do is um, two shows. It was the same show, but they did it on two different days, both sea days. And it was uh, ice under the big top, and it was a circus theme. It was fun to watch. Um, again, I'm not a big fan of shows, so it wasn't something I was going to uh, run to go see, but I, I did go ahead and go see it. You will have to make reservations um, when they do stuff like this. You'll have to make reservations, and if they, for some reason, they don't have it available that you want to try to go, go, and if it's about 10 minutes before, the show starts then they will start letting people in so definitely go even if you can't get a reservation and that goes for any of their shows um uh, for the most part for the for the shows in the royal theater on this class of ship you don't necessarily need reservations they're not doing that but when you go on for example oasis class then you do need those reservations and you make those on the app now let's go up to deck four. On deck four is the casino. Now, um, <clears throat> I thought the casino was great. One of the great things about it was the fact that there was no smoking right now in the casino. And because of COVID, they're not, uh, they've, they've banned that and it's going to go on for a while. And I love it. It's really nice to get on board and not have to smell smoke. To walk in there, sit at the table and not have to wear the, you know, smell it. Um, now, because you're indoors, you do have to wear a mask while you're sitting there and you can of course drink and you know put your mask back up but they're pretty strict about it um at least as of right now hopefully that will change later but as of right now they are the i played roulette i didn't play any of the slots but i did play roulette and the dealer was the dealers that were there were always fun they were very personable they you know they talked and had a good time sometimes you'll get those dealers that they just stand there and do their job and they don't really you know interact with the 
the players at all. So I really I thought that that was great. Then that's really and then on, of course on deck four you also have the uh, uh, Boleros, which is going to be the Latin bar and restaurant or Latin bar um, where they have Latin music playing and they have. Um, They'll have, you know, Latin-flavored drinks, things like that. But it's a nice place to go. And then, of course, Starbucks is on that on that deck as well. And you also have the Schooner Bar on the other side of the casino. Uh, now, Schooner Bar is a, as it is by the name, it's going to be a nautical theme, which is really nice. I like all the woods and all that stuff there. Great drinks, great bar service, and just a nice place to go. And, and you know, you'll have a different types of music most of the time as a piano player they also did trivia in there a lot of times especially if they did the music trivia if they did 70s or 80s trivia uh so it was a great place to go and sit and have a drink and just and just relax and then of course you have that view of the ocean right there as well so that's on deck four then when you go up to deck five that's where your promenade is so and i talked a little bit about that earlier that runs from one end of the ship to the other you have guest services on one end and then you have uh, on the uh, back end, aft end of the ship, and then all the way forward is going to be the uh, the the um, other promenade cafe and all of that. But then in between, you have some shops. You have the uh, excuse me. You have the shops. You have some of the bars like uh, the ba- the Barcon Barrel, which is a pub, and then you also have. Um, the Playmakers, which is the sports bar. So you have some of that going on right there. Um, really kind of a gathering spot too, to, to go and just sit and there's tables lining the lining it. Now normally what they would do is they would have a 70s and then an 80s party th- during the cruise. Um, and they do it right there on the promenade. They did not do that on this cruise. They did it when I went on in Independence, but not on this one. And I think it's again because of COVID. They're trying to re- they're trying to keep people from gathering all in one place. But a nice area, and, and because of the fact that there was only fifteen hundred people on board, it was never very crowded. Um, you were never felt like you you know had to push your way through anything. It was just you. It was free to walk everywhere. Now, also on this deck, you're going to find uh, the freestyle machine. So, if you have the soda package, you can get the get your your, your sodas there. Um, you'll, like I said, you'll find guest services as well as short excursions, and then of course the third level of the dining room is on deck five. So, as you can see, there's a lot to do on the ship um, throughout the cruise. So, you'll definitely find. Plenty of plenty of stuff to do, or if you don't want to, you want to go sit in the solarium and you want to veg there for the whole cruise, you can absolutely do that. You will stay busy or not busy. Whichever way you want to do it is completely up to you. Now, as I mentioned, this itinerary had two stops, uh, Perfect Day at Coco Cay and Cozumel. So I'm actually going to start with Cozumel. That is one of the most popular ports in the Caribbean. It's usually on the uh, Western Caribbean. As short as usually five nights. You have to, well, four nights. There are some itineraries that have four, that are four nights that have it. But uh, Cozumel is a pretty popular port. Um, it can hold several ships all at one time. You've got the two main ports that are used that Carnival and Royal Caribbean use, and those you know have their own shops and all that stuff and then you have one that's downtown and i believe they're building another one um but i love cosmo because it's very easy to uh get around there's some great excursions to do there Uh, my choice on this trip was to do uh, mr sancho's now i've been there before i did that a few years ago when i went on carnival glory and it's a great little uh, all-inclusive beach club so you pay one price you go in, you have access to the beach, uh, beach chairs, tables, a pool, there's a pool bar, all the food and drink you want is all included. So it makes it really nice and very easy. It makes for a nice beach day or a pool day if you want to do that or both. <laughs> um, I did both. Uh, so when you walk in, you pay, pay the price. It's $60 total. You make a reservation online. For five dollar deposit, and then you pay the remainder when you get when you arrive. 
And so you get there, they after you pay, they give you your wristband, and then they a waiter will actually take you over to your location. Um, I, I had a table right on the beach, um, and I had chairs right there close by, so that was really nice. And so, you know, got there probably about 10 o'clock or so, went ahead and grabbed some, uh, grabbed a drink and started my day. I had uh, a chance to sit there for quite a while, went over to the pool bar for a little while, uh, which is actually a, a swim up bar, hung out, had, had a couple drinks there and uh, did get a chance to eat. Um, I actually ordered twice. I first had some uh, chicken tacos as well as the, the coconut shrimp, and those two were fantastic. I actually ordered a second round of coconut shrimp later in the day, and they, they, they were that good. I was even talking to some people, and there were several people around me that actually had ordered as well. Uh, so it was pretty popular, uh, and I can see why. Um, but the bar staff was great. Uh, they even write when you get over to the pool bar and you get uh, you get your first drink, they'll actually write on there that that you are the new kid on the block, and it's it's pretty funny. Um, and I even I barely got done with mine before I had another one. So it was kind of cool to, uh, to to experience that. Now though it wasn't very crowded. We were actually the only ship in port, so 1,500 passengers on board, and that was it. There was an Azamara ship downtown, but there might have been a, you know, maybe four or five hundred on that ship probably, and that's about it. So very few people in Cozumel for that day, so it was it's fairly quiet. Um, getting back to the port, uh, that's one of the things that was very noticeable about the port. It was very, uh, very quiet. And it was a little eerie. Um, there were a lot of places that a lot of the shops were just there. Hardly anybody was there. Some shops were still closed. Um, majority of them were open, but hardly anybody was shopping. And now I was there uh, a couple hours before leaving, um, and I really didn't do anything before doing shopping beforehand. So. A lot of times you'll find that the shopping people do a lot, bunch of shopping beforehand and a bunch of shopping right before you get back on the ship. So hopefully it picked up a little bit for the shop owners. Um, I will tell you something interesting I didn't realize. Right there at the pier, at least at the Royal Caribbean Pier, and I believe it's Mar- I think it's Margaritaville because I think Senior, I think it's Margaritaville. I can't remember for sure. Uh, but actually. There's actually a spot there where you can go down onto this deck and you actually can swim right there. At least there were people doing it. They were swimming and snorkeling right there. Um, it looked kind of de- looked fairly deep. Um, it was hard to tell, but it looked fairly deep. And there were, were a lot of rock formations and stuff. So it probably was a really good place to snorkel. I did see a few fish. So I think that was probably a good place to go if you wanted to do some snorkeling right there at the pier. Um, I did. I tried some snorkeling at uh, at uh, Mr. Sancho's, but it, you didn't see anything. There's there's not a whole lot of rocks there. It's very flat sand, soft sand, so not a lot of fish will hang out in those areas. There's no food source and nowhere to hide, so you don't see a lot of fish there. But uh, did go in the water for a little bit. It was a little chilly, but it did go in it. So, <laughs> um, anyway, that was that was Cozumel, uh, one of my favorite ports, and I think it's a, a favorite of a lot of people. Now, the first stop though was Perfect Day of Coco Cay. Now, this is Royal Caribbean's private island. They just put a put multi multi million dollars, two hundred million dollars, I think it was, into this uh, into this island where they added a water park, they uh, redid the, the beaches, they built a pool, They but the most important thing is they built the pier. Um, I've been to Coco Cay a couple of times, but the last time I went, it was a tender. You had to tender over, but this time uh, they docked right there at the pier, and it was really cool to sail into Port Canaveral because you sailed in uh, at, at dawn, basically, and uh, with that stateroom that I had, I had this huge panoramic window, open up the blinds, the, you know, that, that beautiful sky and, and overlooking um, going into Coco Cay. The Symphony of the Seas was already there, or was pulling in as we were right, right in front of us. 
So it was quite a view uh, going into uh, Coco Cay. Um, so you get there, you you get off the ship, and you have this long pier where you walk up, and then you have um, you have a restaurant bar there, and then you have uh, uh, I guess like a bay or a, a lagoon. I guess there's a lagoon area where you can go and swim. There's chairs around it, that type of thing. You didn't see a lot of people there. And then you have, once you go past that, then you have uh, a beach area. You have a few different beaches. Um, you have kind of a sports beach. You have um, Chill Island, which is where I went in Chill Island. And that that was actually probably one of the original beaches, I believe. It looked familiar to me when I was there. So Chill Island is actually made up in uh, basically three different beaches. You have two that are kind of enclosed uh, by some jetties, and then you have a big long beach. And uh, a really great place to go if you want to just hang out, have a quiet beach day. Um, did some, got in the water. The water was a little chilly, um, but I got in anyway and did see some fish there. I'm, I'm assuming that probably they've been fed there. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I'm sure they were. They were very comfortable around humans. Um, people were calling them a, a, uh, angelfish, but I don't think they were. Um, but they were, there were quite a few of them hanging around. And then over by the jetty, did a little bit of snorkeling over there and did see some fish. Uh, not a lot, but did, did see a few. So not typically a sea sergeant majors. Um, didn't see any of those. Uh, like I said, I believe these were angelfish, but um, it was it was a really good experience. Then when you have, as far as the food goes, you have a snack shack where you can go and grab uh, a chicken sandwich. Um, you can grab some mozzarella sticks, which I did get, some fries, things like that. And then you also have an area, I think it's called the Chill Grill. And over there you have this big area, and it's kind of the, uh, the, the barbecue area. If you're familiar with any kind of uh, private island like Half Moon K or Princess K, you've got this big barbecue area, and they had burgers and hot dogs and tacos and chicken and ribs and all kinds of food there that was, it was really good. Uh, then they had the drink machines and... Um, of course, ice cream. So, uh, you know, in other types of desserts. So, a great place to go to grab something to eat right there. And then lots of seating um, that was shaded, so you could go and get away from the get away from the water and get away from the sun and and have something to eat and then get back to it. Now, um, after the beach area, I actually walked over and spent some time over at the pool. And there is this pool is huge. It's called the Lagoon Pool. And it is huge. It is the biggest uh, pool in the Caribbean. And it, it, uh, you could not, you can't see across the whole thing the way, way it winds through. But um, you have chairs all the way around. You have a little bridge and you can walk over so you don't have to walk around the entire thing. Um, but they have a walk-in area so that you can kind of, uh, I guess it would be called, considered a zero entry where you just walk right in. You don't have to worry about the steps. Um, I don't think it gets very deep anywhere. Um, it, the water was a little cold, so I didn't go in. Um, but I did, uh, you know, I did go over to the pool bar uh, and grab a drink over there. So that was, um, it was really pretty nice. It, it really was. I liked it. I hung out there for about an hour or so uh, before I went back, went on back to the ship. So a great place to spend some time. Um, I will tell you one of the things about the island that I like is that you can use your sale and sign card. You just simply use that that, that sale and sign card everywhere you go in the shops and the uh, in the uh, bars. Some of, even some of the little vendors on the island that sell little knickknacks and stuff they take the card as well. So that's that's makes it very convenient. You don't have to worry about carrying cash and a credit card. You can just go with what you have there and not uh, not have to worry about it. So. That, that really wraps up uh, Coco Cay. Um, it, it's a, a fantastic port. I would love to go there again. I, I said back when this, this, they did this island that a lot of the itineraries had two stops there. They would have a stop, a day at sea, and a stop there. I would do that island twice um, because one of the things I did not get to do was the water park. 
and the Thrill Water Park is looks incredible. They have the tallest water slide in North America, and it is absolutely the the coolest looking water park. And of course, I've seen videos of people riding the slides, and it just looks like it's a lot of fun. Um, they have a wave pool and and all of that, so great for kids and great for adults. So, like I said, that's that's Co- uh, Coco Cay, and that kind of wraps up my review, uh, overall review of uh, my trip on Mariner of the Seas. What I'd like to do is actually end with three takeaways that um, from the cruise, and I'll go over that in just a moment. So these are my three takeaways from the from my cruise on Mariner of the Seas. Number one, have dinner in the dining room. Uh, the food was great. The service was great. Just that experience and the ambiance uh, of the dining room is something you want to experience. So do that at least once, maybe twice, and, and make sure you have breakfast in there as well. Give yourself time um at Coco Cay. Give yourself plenty of time um, to explore and kind of hit everything. Hit the different beaches, hang out at the pool, um, do as much as you can. Uh, even if you, if you want to spend the money, you can do the, do the water park. Um, but definitely spend as much time as you can uh, at Perfect Day at Coco Cay because there is so much to do there. And lastly, number three, be sure to do the sky pad. Uh, that was such a fantastic experience, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so much fun. It's worth the time. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. And uh, definitely something I would recommend doing. So my overall thought of the Mariner is, is fantastic. Uh, the food was great. There were just a few things that as I mentioned, some, you know, a couple of things that, that bothered me, but it really there wasn't anything. Now, I'm pretty flexible, uh, and I'm not, not picky about food. Um, so, you know, to kind of set that there, but uh, it was really enjoyable. Uh, I would definitely want to do the Mariner again. Uh, one of the things I said earlier, and, and I think it's very true, I was telling somebody the other day, is that this was probably one of the more relaxing cruises I've had. Uh, I spent more time just kind of sitting and just, you know, reading and relaxing and napping and just really decompressing uh, more this time than I've done on other cruises. So it was, it was just fantastic. So anyway, guys, that is my review of Mariner of the Seas. If you have any questions or need anything, feel free to let me know. All my information will be in the show notes. I also have in there a link to uh, my Mariner page. It will actually have pictures as well as a cruise compass that tells you all the different activities and stuff going on. So you can take a look at that and uh, kind of look at that page. Hopefully I'll have some videos up. I'm not sure, but uh, definitely go to that page and check it out. So anyway, guys, you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Vacation Buzz. Be sure to check out Freedom to Roam Travel on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more information, email me, mike at freedomtoroamtravel.com.